In Hughes v. Elliott, 2021, ARC App 486, the Arkansas Court of Appeals reversed an adoption decree and dismissed because the trial court erred in not requiring the father's consent. While the trial court relied upon the father's failure to pay support, there was no court order to do so, and he made attempts but was rebuffed. The mother gave consent to the adoption to petitioners who had obtained a guardianship of the family's children. Judge Gladwin explained, Hughes and Tatum Veal were married and had four children. KJH, date of birth July 7, 2008. MAH, date of birth February 13, 2010. LLH, date of birth March 19, 2011. And HJH, date of birth January 1, 2015. The family lived in Mena, Arkansas. From 2008 until 2018, Hughes worked on a pipeline in Texas and New Mexico for extended periods. However, he maintained contact with and supported his family. In March 2017, Veal and Hughes divorced, and the resulting decree provided that they would co-parent the children with no provision being made for child support. Veal and Hughes both had histories of illegal drug use, which caused the children to be placed in foster care at times, most recently from March to August 2017. During that period, both Veal and Hughes had supervised visitation with the children through the foster parents and the Arkansas Department of Human Services. In August 2017, with Hughes' consent, Veal regained custody of the children. Hughes subsequently sent Veal several payments to help provide for the children's support during his absence. During this period, Veal met the Elliots and began leaving the children in their care from time to time. Roxanne Elliott expressed to Veal her concern about the children's well-being because Veal allegedly was using drugs again. Hughes, who was still working out of state, believed that the children were being cared for by Veal with assistance from the support he provided. He was unaware of Veal's alleged drug issues or that she had been leaving the children with the Elliots. However, when he returned for Christmas in 2017, one of the children expressed concerns to him about the situation. As a result, Hughes decided to quit his job working on the pipeline to be present for and obtain custody of the children. He quit his job in January 2018, moved back to Mena, and sought assistance from DHS for a drug and alcohol assessment and inpatient rehabilitation therapy. Roxanne Elliott began asserting control and threatening that she would take the children away from Veal because of her drug use. On January 13, 2019, Veal took the children to the Elliots and asked them to keep them for her. Hughes maintained weekly supervised visitation with the children at the time. On April 19, Hughes was admitted to an inpatient rehabilitation program in Fort Smith. Hughes told his children that he would be leaving for a month to get his life together for them, but that he would be back. That was the last time the Elliots permitted Hughes to see his children. End of quote. There was a guardianship case, and the Elliots began to rebuff the father's efforts to see his children and pay support. They ultimately filed an adoption petition. In reasoning the trial court erred by doing away with the opinion with the father's consent, this opinion explained. In this case, the circuit court stated at the adoption hearing that Hughes's consent is not required because the court finds he failed significantly and without justification to support his children for more than one year. 
The circuit court elaborated further in its letter ruling. The proof is clear here that Mr. Hughes did not provide financial care or support for his children from January 2018 to June 14, 2019. The fact that he was not ordered to pay child support by judicial decree or order does not excuse his duty to support his children. That failure on his part was significant. It is undisputed that from the time that Hughes quit his job in early January 2018 to until early August 2019, he did not provide substantial financial support for his children. Although Hughes concedes his lack of payment, he argues that there was a justifiable cause for his lack of financial support. For a parent to fail significantly without justifiable cause, our Supreme Court has held that the failure must be voluntary, willful, arbitrary, and without adequate excuse. End of quote. In addressing case law on the duty to support, the decision noted, Arkansas appellate courts have consistently held that while where there is a court order that does not require support and the custodian does not request or demonstrate a need for support, the non-custodial parent's non-payment of support is justified for purposes of determining whether consent to a subsequent adoption is needed. Arkansas appellate courts have recently reaffirmed the proposition that if a court has expressly relieved a parent of the obligation to pay child support in an order, then the non-payment of support cannot be used against the parent in a subsequent adoption proceeding. The rule makes sense and is even-handed. In the instant case, neither the divorce decree nor the closure order imposed any requirement that Hughes pay child support while his children were in the custody of Veal. Moreover, the evidence indicates that Veal never sought an order of support from Hughes. The Elliots testified that they never asked for or sought any support from Hughes, financial or otherwise, and even refused multiple support payments offered by him. The record indicates that they went to great lengths to prevent any and all contact or interaction between Hughes and the children, preventing him from fulfilling his court-ordered ability to exercise visitation and provide any means of physical, emotional, or financial support of his children. The sole basis cited by the circuit court in its order for finding that Hughes' consent to the adoption was not required was his failure to provide any financial support for the benefit of the girls from January 2018 up until August 2019. We reiterate that our Supreme Court very recently held that Section 99207A2II requires a finding of failure to provide both care and support. Though the care component of the statutory language is often overlooked, the statute requires a failure to provide both. AMP 2021 ARC 125 at 9. There was no finding by the circuit court that he's failed to provide for the care of his daughters. Immediately after moving back to Mena, from January to April 2018, Hughes attended weekly supervised visitation with the children as provided in the dependency neglect case. On April 19, Hughes was admitted to a month-long inpatient rehabilitation program in Fort Smith. After his return from the program, evidence indicates that the Elliots impeded every attempt that Hughes made to interact with or provide care for the children. The record shows that the Elliots moved the children to a secluded location 
with no access to telephones and where no one from Hughes' family could drive by, as well as change the children's schools and encourage them to change their names. The Elliots' efforts to conceal the children from Hughes and prevent all communication and interaction between them is similar to the facts prompting the justifiable cause analysis conducted in Neal, 93 ARC App at 429, holding that the proof of failure to support without justification was diluted significantly by the petitioner's refusal to accept gifts and refusal to permit contact. Consistent with our Supreme Court's holding in AMP, 2021 ARC 125 at 9, we likewise hold that the circuit court clearly erred by assessing only Hughes' failure to provide financial support for his children and not accounting for the care requirement. The circuit court clearly erred in finding that Hughes' consent to the adoption was not required based on a failure to provide for the care and support of the children for a period of one year. Because we reverse and dismiss on this point, we need not consider Hughes' challenges to the proof of statutory requirements under Section 99212 or the circuit court's best interest finding. End of quote. End of decision.